Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America. On air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. This is hour number two of the Rob Carson Show, and we've got a lot to get to, including uh, Donald Trump, the possibility of an impending arrest. Uh, apparently, uh, Jim Jordan, Jim Comer, and others are demanding communications docu- docu- documents and testimony from Alvin Bragg, the uh, DA in New York. You are reportedly about to engage in an unprecedented abuse of prosecutorial authority, the indictment of former President Trump and current declared candidate for uh, that office. This indictment comes after years of your office searching for a basis, any basis on which to bring charges, ultimately settling on a novel legal theory untested anywhere in the country and one that federal authorities declined to pursue. If these reports are accurate, your actions will erode confidence in the even-handed application of justice and unalterably interfere in the course of the 2024 election. Oh, hell, that's not a big deal. They did it in 2016. They did it in 2020. The FBI even was involved in it. Yeah, yeah. So that's, I don't know if that was such a great line there because, you know, they don't even give a crap. In light of the serious consequences of your actions, we respect, expect that you will testify about what plainly appears to be a politically motivated prosecutorial decision. And I hope that Alvin Bragg has Donald Trump arrested. I do. I want him to become Lech Walensa. I want him to become Václav Havel. I want him to become, uh, I can go on and on, uh, Abraham Lincoln. How about that? Oh, heck yeah, Abraham Lincoln. I want him to become all of those figures, which his arrest will do. And by the way, they've already pretty much solidified that with most Trump voters with the raid on Mar-a-Lago and the kangaroo court of uh, January the 6th. So, you know, there is that. Donald Trump this weekend, by the way, went by the NCAA Men's uh, Wrestling Championships and got a huge reaction from the crowd. Yeah. is chanting lock him up it's weird now oddly enough here is uh, kamala harris had an appearance uh she made an appearance at the uh, the ba- the basketball game uh where her team howard university got curb stomped by uh, kansas what up kamala Yeah, 
Yeah, go ahead and arrest uh, Donald Trump. Do that. Do that. Uh, by the way, uh, to add uh, insult to injury for the Howard University Bison's men's basketball team, imagine this. You, now, th- this is nothing against the team because they did a great job. They had qualified for the NCAA tournament for just the third time in the team's history and for the first time in over 30 years. Congratulations to this glorious institution. Congratulations, Howard. It's awesome. Unfortunately, my uh, the Jayhawks lost this weekend. You know, my son just graduated from there. As a 16 seed facing a traditional basketball powerhouse, they lost. They weren't expected to win, but they made it there. And then Kamala Harris did like, uh, you know, did like uh, Al Sharpton at a, at, a, at a funeral, just kind of barges in and takes over. Here is uh, Kamala Harris trying to inspire the team in there. As many seniors face the end of their basketball careers, uh, she goes in and tries to give a rah-rah speech, even though she knows nothing about basketball, but because she, uh, she uh, graduated from Howard. And by the end of the speech, by the way, all of the players were rolling their eyes. Hard. You played to the very last second. You made all us bison so, so proud. You hustled out there. You are smart. You are disciplined. You put everything you had into the game. And you know, that's what it's about, right? Until the last minute, you guys did. How'd you get your job? You didn't stop. How did you make it to where you are? The last did you go to practice every day since you could walk? second you did not stop and that is so inspiring so you keep playing with chin up and shoulders back because you showed the world who bison are right oh dear god in heaven can you even imagine? I mean, honestly. Here's what Twitter said. Every team that loses should have to listen to this as punishment. Another one said, the only thing worse than losing would be having to hear her speak. <laughs> yeah, you're not welcome here, by the way, either. That's, that's another thing. I think uh, pretty much you look at the cheering and, uh, I don't know, the massive rallies and all of that. Uh, it kind of gives you an idea where we are and the direction of the country. And, and seriously, like I said, arrest Donald Trump. See what that gets you. I, I, think, it's, uh, I think it's fantastic. You should try it. You should try it. Legal scholar Jonathan Turley said the case by the Manhattan District Attorney is unlikely to succeed after Trump said he'd be arrested uh, tomorrow, by the way. Turley claimed the long-running probe uh, by Manhattan District Attorney uh, Alvin Bragg was a flawed case, and it is. He added that Trump must tap down on the inflammatory rhetoric. No, he's just saying protest. It's, uh, it's the left that'll try to uh, create some, uh, some violence. That's what they did on January the 6th, by the way. This is a flawed case, and if it's based on a single, uh, on a state charge effectively prosecuting the federal election violation, the federal case was rejected by the Justice Department. There's also statute of limitations questions that would come into play. Here is um, Liz Harrington on Newsmax. Newsmax, that's where I work. And, uh, uh, and I'll tell you, you should start watching Newsmax. And I'm just going to also mention Newsmax. Uh, Newsmax and OAN were only the two places you could watch a Trump rally. And uh, DirecTV got rid of both of them after Nancy Pelosi told, told two Congress members to get in touch with DirecTV and drop them. And they did, leaving Fox News. And Fox 
clearly has adjusted their programming, uh, maybe to be uh, to remain in good stead with uh, with uh, Directv as the only conservative, supposed conservative outlet, or just uh, you know they're being directed by Rupert Murdoch, who absolutely is an anti-Trumper. Here is Liz Harrington from Newsmax. What is actually going on in the former president's mind right now? Have you spoken to him? By the way, she's a an attorney for Trump. In case you didn't know, is he worried? I have spoken to him. Uh, and he, he's not worried because he's totally innocent. He's done nothing wrong. But he's very worried about the direction of our country because this makes it very clear that we're in a third world nation. Uh, we are living in a communist state where they let the criminals go free and they weaponize the justice system against their political opponents. And that's what we're seeing here. It, no, no, we've, we've been seeing it for the last seven years January the 6th. Uh, also, Russia collusion. That never happened. The weaponization of the FBI against a political candidate and endorsed by the Democrat. Endorsed and paid for by the Democrat Party in 2016. It's a disgrace. They have nothing on President Trump. They never have. And in this case, is so egregious because not only is President Trump uh, totally innocent, there's no crime. And in fact, if he would have done the opposite, that would have been the crime in this case. That's how upside down this world we're living in is. Yeah, and you know what? The American people get it. And then there are some people like Joe Scarborough, who's a, a sellout, who's probably celebrating the impending arrest. But they've been saying this for seven years. Oh, we got Trump this time. Oh, we got him this time. Oh, January 6th, the January 6th committee. We got him this time. And you've had nothing. And by the way, even even the uh, the uh, the attorney general for the state of New York, she ran on a platform of going after Donald Trump, not a not a crime, but an individual just going after him, Letitia James. And, and even with the might and power of her office, she wasn't able to do anything because he hadn't done anything. But here's Alvin Bragg again. Alvin Brack, please do this. I, I would encourage you to do it. I want to see the reaction. I'm not talking about a violent reaction. I'm talking about making Donald Trump even more historical and significant and popular than he has ever been. That's what you're going to do. And uh, let's go. I want to, another voice that I greatly respect, someone who is certainly uh, much more of a, uh, 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 a person of uh, knowledge with knowledge of the law, Mark Levin. Here is Mark Levin, the great one, talking about this nonsense that Alvin Bragg is bringing with Donald Trump. The law perverted and the police powers of the state perverted along with it. The law, I say, not only turned from its proper purpose, but made to follow an entire contrary purpose. The law become the weapon of every kind of greed. Instead of mm. checking crime, the law itself guilty of the evils it is supposed to punish. And let me tell you something. When the people lose faith in the law, right. the country's done. That's exactly when right. And the people are losing faith in the law because the Democrat Party, Democrat prosecutors in Manhattan, a Soros prosecutor, wants them to lose faith in the law. Their whole goal is to destroy the civil society and the morality that undergirds it. That is the mission of the Democrat Party. Yeah. And if you look at the direction of the country and all of the things that you go, what is going on? What is this transgender nonsense at school? What is this open border? What is this, this, uh, uh, this war with Ukraine? What is, what is going on? It all comes from this. It all comes from the Democrat Party and the left. And what they're doing to the country right now. Here's some more of uh, Mark Levin. How many times have they gone after this man, Donald Trump? What exactly has he done to deserve this? 
Why are they studying his life like they're studying an archaeological site? Uh, why are they looking for novel legal theories to go after the man? Why are they trying to turn a law upside down, which is what they're trying to do, where they have to jump through the hoops in Manhattan? The statute of limitations, two years for a misdemeanor, yeah. five years for a felony. They've mm -hmm. been examining it for six years. Does this ever end well for those in power? Uh, no, it doesn't. The Southern District of New York, the U.S. Attorney's Office looked at it and said there's no federal crime here, and there isn't. And how do we know that? Because this was tried against John uh, Edwards, and uh, that case was lost. Yeah. And it was lost under the tutelage of a man you may have heard of, Jack Smith, who's the special counsel now in Washington, D.C., when he headed the uh, public integrity section of the criminal division. Now, keep going down this, this guy's road. Invisible keep going down this road. You've already wrecked the DOJ. You've already wrecked the FBI. In the, in the eyes of the American people, the FBI is a joke now. Please keep going down this road. So when Donald Trump does become the president, when we do have a convention of states, and when we do downsize the federal government by about half, then you can think about the decisions you made now to shut down a political figure you disagreed with. Let's go to James in Albuquerque. Hello there, James. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Go right ahead, my friend. Hello. Let's not forget Mark Levin works for Fox. But I, I know, but, fa but story. He, he's a he's a, a freelancer, and I I like Mark Levin. Go ahead, go I ahead. do too. I like him. I mean, uh, I know, you know I know. who I think's caught caught the stupid. You know how you say, "Please don't catch the stupid." <laughs> Who's that? I think it's in, uh, it's Alan Dershowitz, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you why. Okay. Uh, you know, he says I'm a liberal. Okay, the Democrat Party. They're no longer liberals. They're communists. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah. so there's there, there's no more liberals in the Democrat Party. And the reason why I'm saying he's, he's caught the stupid is because he knows the law, but he constantly says when they interview him, I didn't vote for Donald Trump and I won't vote for Donald Trump. I voted for Joe Biden. Okay. And, and I wish somebody on Newsmax, and not just him, there was another attorney on there that they was saying this is ridiculous what they're doing to Trump. But I wish somebody would, and he's an attorney, and, but he yeah. said he didn't vote for Trump also. Yeah, but I wish somebody on Newsmax or Fox won't ask him. But somebody on Newsmax needs to ask Alan Dershowitz. If you're so, if you so believe in the Constitution yes. and and the law, why do you keep voting for these people that are trying to destroy it? I just don't get this guy, and now, I James, really truly believe he got the stupid. Oh, I get you, I get you, and and I believe we have him on this week. And James, I will ask him that. Why do you well, not vote you, for Donald Trump? You. I, I will. Would appreciate that is what his answer is, yeah. All right, brother. Thanks for the phone call. Got to take a break. Frank, you hold on. Tony, you hold on. This is the Rob Carson Show. Bulldoze the swamp, pave it over, and start again. It's the Rob Carson Show. Uh, Kevin McCarthy lit into uh, Alvin Bragg at a press conference. Uh, I guess this was on Friday. Said it doesn't uh, matter if this was President Trump or this is a Democrat. It should be equal justice in America and, and stop going after people because you have political differences. But this has been going on for seven years. This is just the exclamation point. Uh, and they've been looking for nails for Donald Trump's political coffin for a very long time. I, we've heard it time and time again, time and time. This is the nail. I remember Meghan McCain uh, months ago. This is the final nail. This uh, the, the, the January 6th committee is a final nail in Trump's coffin. And, and uh, no, uh-uh, not one 
one little bit. Hasn't uh, hasn't worked one little bit. It's kind of interesting because Alvin Bragg is one of the Soros prosecutors around the country that have ruined ruined cities. I mean, allowed people to walk free, uh, loan, no bail, uh, and have caused uh, crime to go through the ceiling. They are political operatives. They are meant. They are there to create chaos and destroy the the uh, country as founded. And uh, and here is this is this is on Fox News. About, uh, 2019, I believe, uh, talking, uh, this, is, this is Newt Gingrich on Fox talking about Soros-funded prosecutors and the, uh, and the damage that they're doing being shut down by Fox anchors from uh, disparaging George Soros's name. Pro-criminal and overwhelmingly elected with George Soros's money, and they're a major cause of the violence we're seeing because they keep putting the violent criminals back on the street. I'm not sure we need to bring George get Soros the into this. <laughs> I was going to say you get the last word, he Speaker. <laughs> he, he, he paid for it. I mean, why can't we discuss the fact that millions no, of he dollars didn't. he spent? I, I agree with Melissa. George Soros doesn't need to be a part of this conversation. Okay. Yeah, there you go. It's just shut them down. That's Fox News. That's the uh, last remaining bastion of conservatism on DirecTV since they got rid of uh, Newsmax and, uh, and uh, of course, OAN. Um, we're still negotiating. We're hoping to get back on. Newsmax is hoping to get back on. And I'll tell you, if you talk to Chris Ruddy, the, uh, the uh, CEO of Newsmax, he is not about just betting down with Donald Trump. He is, uh, we, we covered, uh, Newsmax covers DeSantis, covers the other candidates. Uh, and so, but I will tell you that Newsmax doesn't go into its news coverage by ignoring Donald Trump or attempting to dismerge and take him down. That's what Fox is doing. That's what they're doing with Rupert Murdoch. Donald Trump has a target on him, on Fox News. Just wanted you to know. Let's go to uh, Frank in Baltimore. Hello there, my friend. Uh, welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? Hey, don't you know what? You can't take off anymore. I don't know what to do when you're not on. <laughs> when you're not on. That's all right. Go you, ahead, man. Buddy. Thank you, sir. Well, I wanted to talk about like go back to 1967 when I was uh, in Israel. Yes. And uh, they were fighting the uh, Arabs over there. Yes. But one soldier got critically ill and uh, had me got he got shot and he was laying there and all these guys came around him and uh, he was by himself. His whole company was wiped out. And they didn't shoot him, and he, he couldn't figure out why. So he found out these guys didn't shoot him because before they got there, there was a whole sky full of angels with guns, a whole sky full. So <laughs> he got out alive. He was the last survivor of his company. Well, okay, getting back to present day. Yes. The thing is, the problem is it's a very it's a spiritual problem. We're going to win. We got Jesus and his mother. Ain't nobody going to come against us. Yeah. Never, yeah. never, never. But Can I tell you, even even uh, even Naomi Wolf, who is an atheist, wrote a piece about uh, the existential uh, threat that we're under, good versus evil. She's a, an atheist. And, and I just read uh, through about half of her, her uh, thesis on, uh, on, uh, on, on the online, and I wrote it. It's very hard to get through. But even she says, man, there is something going on in the world right now, and good has got to triumph over it. Yeah, that's right. And another thing, too, you know, I'm yeah. calling from Baltimore. I, I am in a choir, so I, I think before Mass, I'm going to try to get the choir to sing the National Anthem. All right, do it, bro. And, uh, we're we're going to be all right. It. We're going to be all right. We got, they can, I mean, the reason they hate Donald Trump is pro-life. When we, I used to go to pro-life marches, 
down in D.C. when I was younger. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. old now. But uh, he was the yeah. only president that came down to see with us. Bush yeah. didn't come, and I know Obama wasn't going to come, and Clinton. Yeah. But uh, he was the only one that came down and addressed us and talked to us. All right, bro. Thank you. I got, I got to run. I got to run. I appreciate it. Um, and it's not about uh, Donald Trump. Is not, people aren't voting for Donald Trump. Uh, abortion is part of it. Uh, Roe v. Wade getting it repealed is part of it. He went to D.C., said he was going to get rid of it. And he did it. And all of the other conservative posers for the last 50 years have not. There you go. Uh, Jerusalem, capital of Israel. All the other uh, conservative posers said they were going to do it. Never did. Donald Trump did. These are the reasons. And now you've got uh, political persecution of this man. uh, And this is just the latest iteration. And if he does get arrested, which I hope he does, um, it's over. He's a historical figure. He will be reelected. There won't be any violence. Trump supporters aren't violent. There will be violence on the left, but it won't be Trump supporters. Coming up, Kay Smythe, one of our favorite British expats, a millennial commentator with her thoughts on all of this. Coming up, this is The Rob Carson Show. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Hey guys, it's Carson. The madness is upon us. Make your march a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online at mybookie.website slash Newsmax. Use the promo code Newsmax to receive a deposit bonus up to 1000 bucks. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance to win big money. If you're the type of person who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at a life-changing amount of money. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and win like MyBookie. Remember, visit MyBookie online at mybookie.website slash Newsmax. Use the promo code Newsmax to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's mybookie.website slash Newsmax. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Donald Trump says he's the funniest man on TV. Just wait till he hears him on the radio. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show, and uh, with the possibility of an arrest of Donald Trump tomorrow, Jim Gossett, the genius who does a good deal of the satire on this show, we collaborate on stuff, he does stuff, it's brilliant, brilliant stuff, Uh, Jim has reformulated this hit. Do you hear the people sing, singing a song of Donald Trump? Indict him at your peril And next year you'll get thumped Alvin Bragg's a left-wing hack He's a Soros-financed punk On power, Mr. Bragg is surely drunk Another Soros prosecutor Are we still America? Or is this a third-world state Where you're allowed to prosecute The people that you hate? We must stop them all before it's too late. Come on, do you hear the people scream? Stop the 
this insanity Concocting lame indictments Cause Trump's your enemy It proves that you're afraid Afraid of Donald's run Cause when he's re-elected You're all done And if you put me back in the White House Their reign is over I am your retribution I am your retribution Yep, yep. I'm going to tell you, if they arrest Donald Trump tomorrow, there will be uh, retribution. I'm not talking about uh, a violence, certainly, because uh, Trump supporters don't do violence. We don't. But it is amazing that uh, the FBI literally has used the phone records of a 1,000 people who were just on Capitol Hill, even in an area in front of Capitol Hill, that had been permitted. <laughs> yeah, we just found out this morning. It had been permitted, and they were there, and the FBI went after them, but didn't track a damn person at the Portland uh, courthouse when it was under siege for 100 days in the summer of 2020. Didn't go after a single person who helped burn down a liquor store where they found a man's body days later in Minneapolis. I used to live in Uptown. I know that. The summer of 2020. Haven't arrested a single person with the cell phone data from police officers being attacked, people being murdered. Not, not one little bit. Not one little bit. It's just uh, quite simply... Uh, it's quite simply stunning. Joining us on the uh, on the phone is uh, British expat and favorite of this here radio program, a uh, millennial uh, who is also a terrific uh, blogger and uh, political pundit. Uh, she joins us live from her garden, I believe, this morning. Kay Smythe. Kay Smythe is on the uh, phone. Hello. How are you today? I'm dead, Rob. I'm dead. I mean, I'm worried, like deeply, deeply, deeply concerned about the future of the country, the future yes. of our species, as I always am. Um, but me personally, yeah, I I literally just stepped out to go into the garden and just saw the time. I, I, I thought we got rid of daylight savings as well. That's another thing that's sitting on my nerves. Um, it's just thrown me off entirely, and there was yeah. chaos in the world, Rob. Yeah. I'm uh, yeah, just glad the sun is shining. Yeah, now. okay. You know, yeah. I was. We haven't we haven't spoken in a while, but obviously a lot of things have happened, and uh, I don't think you are w one who overreacts to things. I think you're a very uh, a very um, grounded individual. But there are things that are going on in the country that not only have people concerned, uh, it has them really pissed off. And uh, in this latest, uh, you know, we uh, the, the the January six hearings that, that resulted in nothing—a kangaroo court that didn't allow cross examinations or or uh, witnesses for the defense—it was a joke. We know that the FBI was involved in the 2016 election. They were involved in the 2020 election. We now know that there is a censorship industrial complex. I'm going to get to that on the show, uh, exposed by Elon Musk and reinforced by two lib journalists, Matt Taibbi, uh, one of them last week. Uh, after all of this happening, what are, you, what are you thinking about the country? What are you thinking about if Donald Trump is arrested tomorrow? If he is arrested tomorrow, uh, what do you think I, that that's going to mean? I think arresting Donald Trump tomorrow is going to be the most incredible distraction tactic, but also feeds into our total instability as a country. And I'm really glad that you said that you think I'm like a, a reasonable, grounded person. Um, I, I felt like when I lived in California, I was kind of screaming into the void with a lot of this stuff because people just seem to have their head in the sand, like head in the sand, didn't really want to see the data. And so I was sort of reading up a lot this morning um, about this Trump arrest. And it strikes me as something kind of similar to how you described the January 6th committees. 
Um, I pray that people do not go out and riot. But honestly, Charles, I think if people do go out and riot, I think they're going to be people from the progressive side of the spectrum cloaking themselves in uh, the garb then uh, more closely related with our side of the spectrum. But yeah. here's what here's what most concerns me, right? Like, we're currently, like, we just lost two banks for sure, possibly several others. We've got 200 banks at risk in the country yes. right now. Yes. And yes. yet the stock market is rallying, which is exactly what happened in 2008. They, the the powers that be lied to us for months about the state of our economy until it was too late and it crashed and a lot of people got hurt. So I think that Trump getting arrested is an excellent distraction tactic to that. Yes. I think we should be deeply concerned about the amount of oil that's currently being traded in non-U.S. dollars. We're currently at about 17%. All we would need, Rob, is to reach 25% of oil sales globally to not be sold and traded in U.S. dollars. And that essentially renders the U.S. dollar useless. So banks across the world that have to, you know, like Bank A on one side of the street over here in Nigeria, they want to send money to Bank B on the other side of the street. They've got to transfer that money into dollars to be able to send that money. And that's a huge part of our credit system that our economy depends on. But the only reason that we're allowed to do that is because a majority of the oil in the world was traded in, and I'm massively oversimplifying this, but a majority of oil was being traded in U.S. dollars. So that kind of gave us this incredible currency that gave us a power over the rest of the world to allow us to be this first world that allows us to flourish. It's the reason that we have modernity in America right now. Uh, Yeah, we're at 17% out of 25, and when we hit 25%, that basically renders us Venezuela. So I think that arresting Trump is just the most incredible distraction tactic for a, I don't even want to call it a political complex. It's more like the Democrat industrial complex. who are systematically destroying this country all to get themselves rich because they are greedy, satanic, evil people. That's what I think about it. And also, if I'm not mistaken, there was a guy who ran for office in 2007 who said that he wanted to fundamentally change America, which means that he hated uh, the country at its foundation. And I absolutely believe that this is the fruits of of that uh, movement. This is the class of 1968. This is what I've been talking about forever. And it is a a distraction from the bank collapse. Uh, You may recall i'm gonna get two in the weeds on this but saul amarova a year and a half ago was nominated as the uh the uh the comptroller of the currency she's an avowed communist she was studied in russia she got a Lenin scholarship she was down with uh, federalizing the banks and getting rid of private banks it sounds like our uh, secretary of the uh, treasury is trying to get rid of small banks and and drive all of the traffic to several banks that can be controlled uh, and then eventually a digital currency and all of that but also there's other stuff going on there's there's joe biden and uh, all of these uh, the, the what's going on with these uh, uh these red flags on the banking accounts and it looks like jim comer uh, by getting access to those those records is uncovering unbelievable um uh, uh malfeasance and illegality by the uh, by the biden family so don't you suppose this is also a a well-timed distraction from that as well. Absolutely. And that was, I mean, gosh, just everything that you just described there, Rob, is, it's kind of terrifying in a way. And I think it really speaks to 
You know, I have a friend, she's a former Green Beret Special Forces, and she drove me from Los Angeles to uh, North Carolina when I moved out of California. Yes. Um, so we did a five-day trip together, and it was really fascinating. He's, uh, he's actually half white, half Native American, and grew up sort of between both worlds. It's, you know, so has yes. this perspective on America that I think a lot of, not a lot of people really get to experience firsthand. And the one thing he said that always resonated with me was... American politicians have done an incredible job of giving the American people an American-centric, lifelong worldview, which means that we only think about America and what's happening here, and we only think about it in the context of the length of chapters of our lives. I don't even think it's an entire lifetime. You yes. know, the example he gave was the Taliban thinks in hundreds, 200 years yes. cycles. America thinks in terms of, like, the newsweek. Or the news day, like I work for the Daily Caller, and it really is a news day. Very few stories actually track on for more than one day. Yes. Um, and I think that that mindset has sort of really enabled global elites to, and I include sort of the Biden family, the Clinton family, like these huge oligarchs that have, they've really been able to jump on the bandwagon of globalization in a way that they have not allowed their voter base to do. So instead of them sort of prioritizing America's biggest issues, which, to be honest with you, are things literally like the border. That's one of our biggest issues for fentanyl. uh, fentanyl. We don't really have any kind of space program that can protect us from external threats from the cosmos. We don't really have a sustainable food supply here. And we also have like a runaway economy. So there's some sort of like big short and long-term issues that we should really fundamentally be focusing on. But because the Biden family, the Clintons, and all of these other global elites can make so much money off distracting us with these lies they tell us about climate change, with, you know, these sort of empty threats that, you know, oh, Trump's going to, like, destroy the world. He's, like, the second coming of Hitler. Like, he's not, bro. He's not. He was the one that came in and shook it up and made us all realize oh, actually, we might be in a huge amount of trouble, but it really is that short-term mindset that yes. students need the most that we have to break out of. Well, okay, and, and, and also... The country for our future generations. Well, and also, I'll mention, uh, they rely on the, the distractibility of the American public, uh, and they, they rely on shouting down things and saying things like, uh, the you know, it's settled science, uh, it's, uh, the, the, the election of 2020 was perfectly fair, there's no election fraud, Move on from this. Move on from that. Don't talk about Kerry Lake. Don't talk about COVID, where it came from, all of this nonsense. I'm not going to do that, Kay. Nonsense. I'm not going to play that game. We've got too many pressing issues right now that have to be addressed. I wouldn't let a murder go by and say, you know, the murder's in the past. I'm not letting go the 2020 election. I'm certainly not letting go what the government did to us and what governments of the world did to the world with regard to COVID created in a Chinese lab. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm not letting it go. And I think a lot of people, this is it. And I got to tell you, Kay, I think if they, if they arrest Donald Trump, that will put him right up there with uh, with Vaclav Havel. That'll put him right up there with Lequelenza. Uh It will put him right up there with all of these uh, people. He's already there. The Mar-a-Lago raid destroyed the FBI. Any credibility that the FBI had and did not work. The plan was to use the hubris of the FBI to go after Donald Trump because nobody would doubt the FBI because there must be something serious. But most people said, no, it's bull crap because they didn't do it to Biden. Uh, I think that this, if this happens tomorrow, which I'm, I don't, I don't know. 
it will be uh, it will essentially um, what am I trying to say quantify uh, the, the the people who who support Donald Trump on both sides of the political aisle go ahead yeah I completely agree I think it would be sort of you know it, it, it doesn't even feel like a final nail in the coffin but no. that's I think that's something that worries me a little bit because I honestly, it scares me more that Alvin Bragg, like the Manhattan DA, uh, it scares me more that he thinks that this is a good idea and something that the electorate is going to let him get away with. Like that mindset, that power, like we know he's Soros funded. We know a majority of woke and progressive district attorneys, politicians, lawmakers across the country um, are Soros funded. So I think... I don't know, dude. I don't like this really dystopian place. I hate to get like colloquial with you. Yes. Uh, I think if he's arrested tomorrow, my biggest concern is it's going to be A, for Trump's safety, B, for the safety of his family. I, we've seen presidents be assassinated by agencies in this country before. Mm-hmm. There is no reason why this couldn't happen again. Yeah. And I don't know... I think if he does get arrested, there's something bigger. There's something bigger going on in this story that we're not being sort of alerted to. That I yeah. think usually, usually with a lot of these crises, like it doesn't, like something doesn't happen overnight, like yeah. a big Trump arrest or something like that. Yeah. But I just feel like the arrest yeah. would just be the start of whatever yeah. comes next. And I know, I know for a fact, Rob, that yeah. people all over this country feel the same way as me. You know, as well as writing for the yeah. Daily Caller, I work with an organization called Million Voices. People might know. Hey, um, Kay, Kay, hold on. I want to I gotta take a break. Let's come back. I want to finish this thought in a second. Let's take a break. It's Rob Carson Show. Back in a second. If you don't like his opinion, see the First Amendment and get back to us. It's the Rob Carson Show. Kay Smythe, uh, she is a uh, writer for The Daily Caller, uh, millennial uh, amateur gardener, uh, and she yes. joins us on the, on the phone. <laughs> you're, you're, you're planting a garden. I know, I know you're like, I know why you're doing the garden. Like a lot of people, you're like concerned about the country and you want to work on self-sustainability. I, I, I get it. I, I understand it because I got to tell you, I'm concerned. But I, one thing I will tell you, Kay, is I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I can't. If, uh, fear doesn't do us any good. Um, am I concerned I about? Uh, are, are, am I afraid for Donald Trump? Yeah, I'm worried. But he has suffered so many arrows for us and for the country. I can only support and pray for him. But I, we cannot be afraid. You know this. I mean, dear God, uh, you know the only f- thing we have to fear is fear itself. Would Would um, uh, Winston Churchill uh, focus on fear? No, we don't focus on fear. We cannot be afraid. We have to be girded for not a not a not a violent battle. But we have to be strong for our country. And and so I'm not giving up my optimism, and I'm certainly not afraid. Go ahead. No, I completely agree, and I absolutely love that. Oh, my gosh, Rob, I love it. Um, the number of conversations that I have on probably a daily basis, I, I mean, like, even just, like, I only go to the hairdressers, like, a couple of times a year, which I'm sure most people who follow me on social media can tell. But, like, even when I go to the hairdressers, my stylist is like, okay, what should I be worried about right now? And I'm like, you know what? It, it doesn't matter what is heading our way. There is one phrase repeated in the Bible more than any other, and that is, be not afraid. And I completely agree with you, Rob. I, I refuse to be scared. 
we are all here for a reason. Every single person that is on this planet right now who's listening is here for a reason. We're here to both witness and to go through what I truly believe is certainly the third great awakening here in the United States. And, you know, awakenings don't happen overnight. They take a huge yes. amount of time to actually come to fruition. It's often more in hindsight that we see the good that comes out of these crises. Um, but I think that on a global level, we are experiencing something so much larger than ourselves. And as well as working with a huge amount of Christian groups, I also work with a huge amount of scientists. And it, it's almost beautiful to me to see so many different demographics within those two groups and sort of related to those two groups come together and find that commonality in, in, the, in this moment and say, okay, this is a little bit intense, but clearly it's happening for a reason. So what good and what hope can we derive from these situations? I think it's brought me closer with my family. I think yeah. it's brought me closer with the people that I work with and turned a lot of colleagues into friends. I yeah. think that my community has grown exponentially. And so I really hope everyone listening today, throughout the drama and the shock and the headlines, Figure out what it is that every single day keeps you going and just do yes. everything you can to protect that and ensure it through these trying times. Because I think they, like I said, I think things are, in a practical sense, going to get a heck of a lot worse before they get better. But I also think that the human species, particularly out here in the West, it needs a little bit of a kick in the bum to maybe re relearn some skills that we've lost. And yes, I am an amateur gardener, but I hope to be a professional by the time this decade is out. All right. That's one of the things. <laughs> yeah. Kate, listen, we got to run. I greatly appreciate you wrapping up on an apolitical note, but one about the good, that good will win. Good will win, Kay. Uh, you can find Kay. You're on uh, Twitter, of course, at Kay Smythe, S-Y-S-M-Y-T-H-E, right? And also you write for the Daily Caller. Any, anything I missed there? No, that's everything. I, I highly recommend everyone go check out Million Voices. All right. I got to go. What you can do to get involved. All right, Kay, have a glorious day. We'll talk soon. Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a side of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and beaches vacation.com. Show. Hour number three of the Rob Carson Show. If you want to check out the podcast, uh, just go to newsmax.com slash listen, will you? Just check it out. It's uh, it's on everything. It's on uh, Spotify, whatever. It's pretty well. I, I hope you had a good weekend. It was uh, terrible, obviously, for anybody who seriously thought they could win. <laughs>
uh, get a perfect bracket in the NCAA men's uh, basketball playoffs. What a what a weekend. What a just a giant mess. I mean, honestly. And I was thinking about this just that uh, that defeat on Friday uh, I'm drawing a blank on the on the on the big loss. Um Anyway, uh, uh, right now, you look at the, the number of uh, brackets that started last week versus uh, the number of people who are still in the hunt today. What do you suppose the percentage is? What do you, uh, let's say, uh, conservatively, 60 million people in our country took part in the NCAA bracket. So that may be a little bit high. What, uh, how many do you suppose are still standing today? Like four, maybe five? <laughs> Because honestly, I mean, just even Kansas, you know, everybody thought Kansas was going to win uh, yesterday. They got uh, they got beaten. It was a weird, weird, weird finish to that game against Arkansas. Uh, Kansas State is still in. Mizzou got blown out. Sorry, I'm kind of a Midwestern guy, but uh, but yeah, there was a lot of uh, a lot of March Madness, and and certainly uh, I don't I don't know who, unless you don't know what the hell you're doing. Honestly, the only people who are <clears throat> maybe still in it are people who just were lucky. That, I mean, that's it. I, I don't care what sportscaster. Uh, in fact, I would venture to say the, the number of people who are wrong probably permeates more the sportscaster world than somebody who's just in an office pool. <laughs> because, you know, nobody can tell. Uh, what else? Oh, oh! I made uh, what you should do today uh, is if you're gonna if you're cook like I do, corned beef is on sale right now. All right. Yesterday I went out. Norman was five dollars and eighty cents a pound for corned beef. I got it yesterday at Aldi for two two fifty, and I smoked it yesterday. The best. I don't know. Is it pastrami? Smoked corned beef. Oh my god! You'll just you'll want to make bread out. Don't even use bread. Just make a a sandwich out of it and just put sauerkraut. And uh, Thousand Island dressing, and just use the corned beef slices as the bread. I mean, my God in heaven, it is uh, it is just unbelievable, unbelievable. All right, so we got a lot of stuff we need to get to uh, this hour. Uh, Ron DeSantis actually did comment about Alvin Bragg and the possibility of an arrest of Donald Trump. Here's what he had to say about it: uh, The Manhattan District Attorney is a Soros-funded prosecutor, and so he, like other Soros-funded prosecutors. They weaponize their office to impose a political agenda on society at the expense of the rule of law and public safety. Okay, so that is good. We heard that from uh, Ron DeSantis, um, and we haven't heard from Nikki Haley because she is the Mitt Romney wing of the Republican Party. And I will tell you that uh, the silence with regard to uh, this uh, BS attempted indictment of Donald Trump, the silence points out who you shouldn't support. And, and I'm just saying, even if you don't support Donald Trump as a candidate, you have to support a GOP candidate for president going through this, which is clearly there to stop him from running, from stop him. It, 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 this is election interference is what this is. All right. So, uh, you know, you may be a Ron DeSantis supporter, but it is remarkable. You know what's really remarkable also? This kind of give you a sneak peek at what the, the swamp is all about. Through all of the things that have happened in our country, with uh, even today, uh, you've, got to, you've got Russia literally meeting with China in Moscow to formulate a new international friendship, which could wreck the United States uh, economically, by the way. 
Uh, you've got that going on. Uh, you've got all of these other things going on. Uh, clearly, this is a, a distraction from all of those. And uh, uh, anyway, let's, let's, let's get into what's going on uh, in the country. This is, um, for instance, okay, another thing that's going on. <clears throat> We've got this, uh, 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 the Biden family, for instance. The Biden family has gotten millions and millions and millions of dollars from the Chinese Communist Party. There's no doubt about it. It's been proven. We are now seeing through bank records. Uh, Jim Comer has actually said that they've got 17 pieces of evidence suggesting Joe Biden played an influential role in his son Biden and his brother James's activities. Uh, what Jim Comer is saying, what'd you do for the money? What did you do for the $4 million that they've just gone through? They haven't even gone through all the evidence. The $4 million that was paid to an associate and then dispensed to Biden family members. What did you do for the money? What did you do for the money? Was it allow a Chinese spy balloon to fly unencumbered across the United States, including our most secure military installations? Was it cover the origins of the, the, uh, the coronavirus at a lab in Wuhan, China, and then to uh, uh, shut down all speech uh, that uh, uh, didn't go along with the, the government narrative on a host of issues? Is that what your money paid for? I'd like to know. Here's Aaron Burnett of CNN admitting that uh, this doesn't look good for the Bidens. All right. Hold on one second. Here is Aaron Burnett. Uh, there's a guy whose name is uh, John. Try it again. John who just reported. Because on a certain level, of just as a layperson, you hear this, and it doesn't sound good. Uh, there's a guy whose name is uh, John Robinson Walker. He gets $3 million from a Chinese-based company and proceeds to wire it out to a bunch of people named Biden one of whom is Hunter Biden, another one is a company that belongs to the president's <laughs> brother, James Biden, and another amount of money to Bo Biden's huh. uh, widow. widow. Yeah. So again, from a she's, a she's an elementary school teacher. Person that doesn't look good. Is it damaging legally? Uh, not necessarily damaging legally. Like when I look at all of the facts <laughs> that are alleged in the four-page memo, yeah. it looks potentially unethical, uh, but it's difficult to match it up with any illegality or crime. And for all the reasons that you say and more, the mm -hmm. fact that there's a pass-through, the money's not even going directly to the, but these members of the Biden family, but through this third person, uh, the timing of it, two months after oh, there, uh, there are, he steps down as vice president. This yeah. is happening with his... Oh, there's, there's, a host of, uh, there's a host of illegality here. Don't, don't, don't be fooled, by the way. And here is uh, Representative Jim Comer talking about that. The, the, this deal was set up during 2015 and 2016, when Joe Biden was squarely seated in the office of vice president. So Joe Biden was involved. We know that he met with many of these people who were linked to this Chinese Communist Party. Why did he lie about that? Backed energy company. We know that Joe Biden took his son to China. We know that Joe Biden entertained the associates, the other two associates oh, yeah. that were involved in this so-called business deal. Huh. So Joe Biden's fingerprints are all over this deal. And another thing that I, I want to remind everyone, this is just one deal. We think there are 13 different yeah, deals yeah. Uh, from various countries around the world, mainly China, that we're going to look into. So we've just gotten one set of bank records. We have another 12 sets to go. This is in the beginning stages. But what we've already seen and with the clip that you just played, the president is not being truthful with the American people about this. That right there raises a red flag. Yeah. Why don't you be truthful about it? Why don't you be opaque about it? Why don't you say that all of these uh, red flags in your bank accounts, why don't you sit down and explain them to everyone. 
Won't you do that? I do want to cover this because it was a very, very important uh, story to me. It should be to you because there are literally 1,000 people the FBI is going after because they were on the grounds of Capitol Hill on January the 6th. Uh, This is important. We found out a few weeks ago that Kevin McCarthy was going to give uh, all of the video from within the Capitol that we've been asking for uh, to find out what exactly happened in the Capitol. What we did find out on Monday, what was it, uh, three weeks ago, Tucker Carlson started off with gangbusters. He discovered, A, that uh, it was a peaceful uh, procedure into the Capitol. There was no damage done to the interior of the Capitol. The damage was done to the outside of the Capitol, and the crowd had been infiltrated. Even the Capitol Police chief said that the crowd had been infiltrated. They were told that domestic terrorists, the FBI alerted them, were coming to Washington, D.C. Now, who would those terrorists be? Well, the only terrorists who had been active in the country were Antifa and Black Lives Matter the previous summer. And by the way, the Trump uh, campaign, the Trump transition team, even Inauguration Day, there was violence from the left. So we can assume that they had infiltrated the crowd like Newsweek said they did a couple years ago. That said... Tucker Carlson also found out that the Brian Sicknick uh, uh, narrative was wrong. No Capitol Police officers died that day. We also found out that the QAnon shaman, shaman, uh, Jacob Chansley, was escorted by the Capitol Police throughout. And they even went to locked doors at the Senate and then found a door where he walked in got up on the pe- on the podium in the Senate and said a prayer for the police officers. Then there's a new video that shows Capitol Police coming into the Senate chambers where this violent uh, uprising was supposedly happening and saying literally, okay, guys, it's time, let's go, and they all went out. Yeah, and, and on Twitter, if you look, a lot of the videos coming out where Trump supporters were taking Antifa people and throwing them away from the Capitol because they were trying to break windows. Trump people don't do that. But we've been kind of wondering, why did Tucker drop the story on Tuesday? See, I'm, I'm the person, I'm that person that Kay Smythe mentioned a little while ago. I don't forget stuff. I'm not going to let it disappear in the rearview of my history. I'm not going to let uh, the, the COVID malfeasance or the bullcrap that our kids went through, our country went through, the nonsense, the illegal acts by our federal government, I'm not going to let it go. It's going to keep coming back. I will not forget. I will not forget because it's too important that we don't forget. And by God in heaven, if Tucker Carlson, and and I would say more uh, directly, Fox News uh, wants to censor this video, then by God in heaven, we all need access to the damn video. That said, over the weekend, I saw Dinesh D'Souza, who, by the way, used the same tech that the FBI did to go after 1,000 people for just being on the Capitol grounds on January the 6th. He used the same tech to track Democrat operatives, stopping by campaign headquarters, picking up ballots, and dropping off numerous times to drop boxes around Atlanta in Georgia and made a movie out of it. Okay, so he's kind of got the inside track on this. And it's amazing how the FBI has ignored his data And the FBI also didn't go after, I don't know, the people who tried to burn down St. John's Church and drove Donald Trump into the Capitol or into the White House uh, uh, nuclear bunker. They made no effort to find the people who were there that day. Weird, right? 
we'll start with uh, at least one soundbite from this, and we've got to take a break. But here is uh, Dinesh D'Souza with uh, why Tucker Carlson dropped the biggest story of the year the day after he debuted it. Now, let's turn to Fox News. Uh, Tucker Carlson on day one released some clips and they were like, wow, look at all this stuff coming out about the shaman guy. Look at all this stuff about Josh Hawley jogging across the corridor. Look at all this stuff about Brian Sicknick. And then nothing. The second day when we're supposed scheduled to be a day of more footage, nothing. And then you're like, well, it takes time to go through this stuff. It'll surely come out in the next day or the next day or the day after that or this week, nothing. And it looks like that's it. It looks like the... I won't say the fix is in, but I will. It looks like somebody dropped the hatchet on uh, Tucker Carlson. Uh, here's the number if you'd like to uh, chime in. It's 800-922-6680. More from Dinesh D'Souza as to why Tucker Carlson entrusted with the video by Kevin McCarthy. 44,000 hours inside the Capitol and around the Capitol January the 6th. And he dropped the story because of political pressure. Details on that coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show. America is still the land of opportunity for all. If we all come together for her, it's The Rob Carson Show. 100%. I absolutely believe that. Because we all have, well, not all of us, but a lot of us have kids. A lot of us love the country as founded. And uh, while we uh, will put up with and... uh, and uh, you know we're you know we don't we don't approve. But if you want to, I guess, kneel during the national anthem, uh, one person kneels the national anthem. Uh, you know that's fine. I'll I'll choose to watch something else. But let's not forget the sixty five thousand who are standing, and that's kind of where we are right now. You know, uh, there's been this attempt to uh, destroy the country. To uh, and I grew up. I'm Gen X. I'm the last uh, generation to experience uh, skin knees. Uh, have three TV channels, among other things. Not wear a bike helmet if you go out of the house, and not having a cell phone. Uh, and we grew up uh, watching um, the Jeffersons and watching All in the Family and watching Roots and uh, watching Sesame Street. And we weren't divided. We we loved the country. We watched Schoolhouse Rock. We the people. In order to form a more perfect union establish justice ensure domestic tranquility tranquility provide for the common defense you know all of these things we know this and all of this is fault or all all of this is nonsense all of this is a plan by the left and i got to tell you if you're entrusted and not by kevin mccarthy but by the american people to look at 44,000 hours of videotape from within the capitol create a blockbuster story on a Monday night and then drop the ball the following Tuesday and two weeks since, uh, you're going to have to be, uh, you're going to have to be held accountable for it. Fox news. We want to know what the hell's going on because Monday night, three weeks ago, two weeks ago was blockbuster. Who got to Tucker Carlson? Here is Dinesh D'Souza. Now, there is new information coming out on January 6th, but it's not coming out from Tucker or from Fox News. I had yesterday um, Joseph McBride, the attorney representing January 6th defendants. He talked about this uh, document showing the Capitol Police had a sort of a, a game plan. And interestingly, this game plan not only anticipated a lot of things that were going to happen, but talked about having um, plants and infiltrators in the crowd, not just by the way, people in the crowd to calm things down, actually people in the crowd to join the crowd and if necessary, instigate things. Why would 
you fire flashbang grenades and tear gas into a peaceful crowd? And make chants and point to the Capitol and join people in going into the Capitol. So this goes beyond, by the way, the idea of the FBI having somebody inside the Proud Boys or the FBI having a plant at the Three Percenters or the Oath Keepers. We're now talking about the Capitol Police and the Metropolitan Police also uh, taking on this role of, you know, putting on pro-America, back the blue type of hats. Why? Because they want to be seen as indistinguishable from the Trumpsters. And therefore, think of it, if they do bad stuff, who's it going to be blamed on? The Trumpsters. Yeah, and they're going to try the same thing with uh, Donald Trump's uh, supposed impending arrest tomorrow. Did you see, by the way, on, uh, was it Fifth Avenue? Uh, anyway, in New York, thousands of Trump supporters with flags. Peaceful. Thousands. A caravan. You, you thought the 90-mile caravan outside of Phoenix during the, the, uh, the 2019 uh, campaign was big? You ain't saying nothing. You think the 10,000-boat uh, flotillas, the 10,000 boats on lakes and, and on the ocean in this country, it, it, they will all pale by comparison to the tsunami that is coming for Donald Trump uh, if this nonsense from uh, Alvin Bragg takes place. And even without it, by the way, I think we're all kind of done with it. Here's a little bit more from uh, Dinesh D'Souza. Why did Fox kill the story that was entrusted to them by the American people and Kevin McCarthy? Uh, It's not even Suzanne uh, Scott, the um, CEO of Fox News. Uh, these are orders that are coming from above. And that would mean most likely either Lachlan Murdoch, the son of Rupert Murdoch, who is sort of the de facto guy that people at Fox report to, or Rupert Murdoch himself. Rupert Murdoch, we know, is feuding with Trump. How do we know this? Because some very interestingly, uh, and this all seemed to happen simultaneously, all the organs under Rupert Murdoch's control, of which I named three, the editorial page of the New York Post, the editorial page of the Wall Street Journal, and the Fox News Channel all simultaneously turned against Trump. So it's not as if you just have guys at these at these outlets, they've all made independent decisions. No, again, uh, this is a corporate decision from the highest level. So I f- Yeah, and you know what? You need to reconsider watching Fox News. I'm just going to tell you. And I'll explain why. More from Dinesh D'Souza. One final cut. I feel a little bad for Tucker because I think Tucker is a brave guy. Yeah. And I think he would have liked to have run with the footage. Yes. Now, why doesn't he just come forward and say, hey, listen, they blocked me. I can't uh, release the footage. And he was off Friday. The answer is somebody writes his paychecks as somebody writes the paychecks of everybody at Fox. So so what happens is they not only silence these guys, but they force them into a pretense. And the pretense is that there's no news there or they've made an independent news judgment not to cover it. In other words, they cannot admit the truth. And this is really, I think, the big problem with Fox and really the big problem with some of the early email releases and so on that came out through the Dominion suit with Fox is you get a little window into the fact that there are some people at Fox, not everybody, but some people who are kind of loud and deriding uh, not only Trump, but the Trumpsters, the Mac. Yep, exactly. So there you go. On the way, Twitter files. Oh, my goodness. It got really big on Friday. It's breathtaking. That's coming up next. Time to put Nancy, Joe, Chuck, Bernie, and Mitch in a retirement home. Rest well and rest easy. You deserve it. It's the Rob Carson Show. The latest uh, Twitter files are breathtaking. I'll share that in a second. We need a little palate cleanser for Mr. Jim Gossett about Stormy Daniels. Don't know why 
think this case will fly with Stormy Daniels. It's not gonna. Devidence or monster granules. Daniels granules. Nice. They're inventing <laughs> a crime. Pretty much. One of them been left there in the dust. There was no crime. Paula Jones was paid off. They did not indict Slick Willie. Oh, no. The vendetta they're pursuing. Yeah. It is so darn silly. Silly. When people heard about it, they all said, really? <laughs> no way that it will stand. I'm not going to. Soros pawn. Alvin Braggy should be gone for using Stormy. Mm. The both of them, they are so swarmy. Oh, okay, Stormy. No <laughs> one believes their lies. Yeah. And, and as I said earlier, I, I hope they arrest Donald Trump. I really do. Make him into Lekwaleza. Make him to uh, Václav Havel. Do it, do it, do it. Make him historical. Make him even more historical. Make him more popular uh, because even the raid on Mar-a-Lago made him more popular. Keep going. Keep going. He's going to win in 2024. There you go. Oh, by the way, on Newsmax, Rob Schmidt, he is, uh, <clears throat> I, I love Rob Schmidt's commentary. I love his show. Uh, he is um, just eminently watchable, very, very intelligent. And he has got a series going on this week called Get Trump, The Witch Hunt Continues. Now, Fox News and Rupert Murdoch, they have moved on from Trump, and they're not supporting Trump. It's very clear. Fox News also shot down the January the 6th video story. We all know that there's plenty there. So there's something afoot at Fox News. Fox News, the last man standing on, as far as conservative media, on DirecTV. Newsmax is not afraid to go after real stories. Rob Schmidt takes you on that journey this week. Get Trump. The witch hunt continues. He's going to have Alan Dershowitz and other experts on. And I'm going to tell you, while Fox is over there talking about everything but, and Fox is doing everything it can to ignore or take down Donald Trump, Newsmax is at least covering the phenomena of the witch hunt of Donald Trump. That cannot be doubted. So just go to NewsmaxTV.com for all of the platforms. You can Hulu, whatever, and hopefully back on DirecTV very soon. Let's go to uh, Jim in Lutherville. Hello there, Jim. Welcome to the uh, show. What's on your mind today, buddy? Hey, Rob. How you doing? This is Good, Jim Simpson. We know each other. I wrote that Mark's book that I gave you. Have you read it yet? Uh, uh, it's in my drawer right here. Go, go ahead. Yeah. I so, get a lot of books. You'll have to excuse me. Go ahead. Yeah, well, you know, the... January 6th insurrection was a classic, classic communist provocation campaign. I mean, I knew it the day that it happened. Me too. By virtue of the way that it happened. Yeah. And everything that's been going on since is part and parcel of the same agenda. And, you know, when you had Kay on earlier, uh, she said she was very worried about what the unprecedented arrest of President Trump would mean in the sense that there's something bigger about to happen. And I think no. that uh, she's right about that. I think yes. that the uh, left have already 
through process fraud, figured out a way to steal elections. I mean, that's what they did in 2020. I mean, you can talk about the machines, you can talk about whatever you want, but they set it up so that they could get away with that crap. The, uh, and, of course, the mail-in ballots was the biggest part of that. So uh, I think that they're confident that this is going to be the last gasp, and Fox News, among others, wants to survive afterwards. And plus, Rupert Murdoch's sons are, are liberal. They're not, dem- they're not conservatives yeah. anyway, so it's not really surprising that Fox has turned left but all of these people are either for their, to save their own hides or for ideological purposes are siding with the left. And it's a very dangerous time in our country. I agree with you. We should not be afraid, but we need to be sealed for what's coming. Um, amen. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. Thanks for the call, Jim. I'm not a panic. I'm not a panic guy. Uh, you know, I'm not one of those guys who, uh, you know, uh, has a, an underground compound uh, loaded with weapons and whatnot. And we're ready for the zombie apocalypse. But when I hear Dan Bongino saying, get ready, I go, okay. You know? I'm, I, we cannot be afraid. We've got to, together, as people who love the country, and that includes even some Democrats, Democrats and Republican for the greatest engine of individual and economic freedom in the history of mankind, which is the United States, which brought the world out of the dark ages and has liberated more people than any country ever dreamed of doing. We have to come together for that, not only for us, but also for our progeny. We have to. We have to be ready to defend it. We have to. And we know that uh, the federal government, I want you to listen to this. This is... uh, Twitter files that came out on Friday. I'm probably not going to be able to get to it all today. Vast censor project unleashed against politically incorrect COVID-19 speech. Stanford Internet Observatory's virality project coordinated with several other academic institutions and government-funded nonprofits to conduct a massive operation monitoring vaccine disinformation and shaping platform policy to rid the web of views that went against the liberal mainstream. Okay, created a list of repeat offenders and lists, quote, true content which might promote vaccine hesitancy. So they literally were willing to go after true content and shut it down if it meant telling the truth about the vaccine would cause people not to want to get it. Everything that I said. If the mainstream media, if big social media and the, and, and the Democrat Party of the deep state say that what you say is disinformation and misinformation, it means they know you know the truth. Kaboom, Rob Carson, right, one billion percent from day one. <clears throat> and I will also be proven right about January the 6th. It has revealed the company's political biased conduct in partnership with federal officials, Twitter, by the way, during the 2020 presidential campaign and throughout the COVID pandemic. In February 2021, the Virality Virality Project emailed Twitter executives announcing the newly formed partnership and to open up a conversation on, quote, how we can best collaborate with Twitter team in its work. Our goal would be to have a line of communication with your team by which we can raise vaccine-related disinformation narratives that are noting either on Twitter or across other platforms. Okay? 
So reports of vaccinated individuals contracting COVID-19 anyway, natural immunity suggesting COVID-19 leaped from a lab, even worrisome jokes were shut down by the Virality Project. All were characterized as potential violations or disinformation events by the Virality Project, a sweeping cross-platform effort to monitor billions of social media posts by Stanford University, federal agencies, and a slew of state-run NGOs. Virility Project emails were found in the Twitter files describing stories of true vaccine side effects as actionable content. So they shut down any negative effects of the vaccine. I told you this from day one. Why can't anybody say anything? This has to be a coordinated effort. Disinformation can only be enforced by the government. That's what Joseph Stalin did. The virality of the virality project of 2021 worked with government to launch a pan-industry monitoring plan for COVID-related content. At least six major internet platforms were onboarded. These include: Are you ready? Are you wondering why your your page was taken down or you were flagged? It's because the government did it. Twitter, Google, and YouTube. Yeah, all of your searches, all of your searches steered you away from vaccine injury. All of the searches steered you toward taking the vaccine. All of the searches steered you toward, yeah, school closings are good. They're real good. Black Lives Matter is good. The southern border is fine. There's no fentanyl crisis. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest. All knowingly targeted true material and legitimate political opinion while while often being factually wrong itself. Wow. I mean, just wow. Now we know. Now we know what we all knew. It is amazing. This is uh, Dr. Jay Bhattacharya. He is one of the doctors whose career was destroyed by the left for speaking the truth about COVID and all of the nonsense that the government put us through. And he says there was never, ever, ever a consensus among medical professionals about how to go forward with regard to COVID, lockdowns, vaccinations, etc. But one half of the political equation, the one that differed and, and said no to the government, got shut down. Here is Dr. Jay Bhattacharya. Interesting, because the science on COVID, on the lockdowns, on the mitigation measures, on on a whole host of topics, uh, were if you if the public was listening, they would they would hear this idea that there was this univocal, uh, 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 you know, sort of univocal conclusion that you you had to do lockdowns, you had to wear masks, you had to socially distance, yeah. you had to put plastic barriers up, you had yeah. to close schools, you had to do all of. You couldn't say anything against it on the web, anything on your social media. Dear God, these things that the vaccines would stop transmission of the disease that therefore was warranted to, to you know, force people to lose their jobs over them. All of these ideas were so, were sold as if there was a scientific consensus in favor of them. 
and they weren't. In fact, the Virality Project was such a smash, a smash success, government, academia, and an oligarchy uh, would-be corporate competitors organized behind uh, quietly behind a secret unified effort to control political messaging. It accelerated the evolution of digital censorship, moving it from judging truth and untruth to a new scario model openly focused on political narrative at the expense of fact. They lied to you. They made lies their truth, and they imposed their truth upon you and me when you said there's something really wrong. Here's an example. This is a video that was shut down. This is uh, Anthony Fauci and uh, Muriel Bowser, the mayor of, of Washington, D.C., in Anacostia, a largely black area of Washington, D.C., going door to door, pushing the vaccine. Listen to this man confront Anthony Fauci. People in America are not settled with the information that's been given to us. Yeah, there's no consensus, as Jay Bhattacharya just said. Right now. So I'm this not, is 2021. I'm not gonna be lining up taking a shot on a vaccination for something that wasn't clear in the first place. And then you all create a shot in miraculous time. It takes years to well, it used to take years. Okay, it used to. You know how you know how many years were invested in this in this approach? About twenty years of science to get us to be able to do it. Twenty years is not enough, and nine months is definitely not enough for nobody to be taking no vaccination that you all came up with. The only reason I'm talking to you right now, as close as we are, is that I've been vaccinated. Right. But if it allow thousands of people like you don't get vaccinated, you're going to let this virus continue to percolate in this country and in this world. Something like the common flu then, right? And, uh, not like, not it's like much the more serious flu. than the flu. No, it's not actually. That's well, a lie. The flu kills a lot of people annually yeah. too. You know how many people died of the flu the last year? I mean, not this year, virtually none, but the previous year, about 20 to 30,000. You know how many people have died from COVID-19 in the United States? 600,000 Americans. Well, you, well, that, well the, the number that you all are giving that died, that's, that's once again, that's you all's number. You going to pass. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, because uh, even the former CDC director, Robert Redfield, said that uh, uh, hospitals, uh, community governments uh, had a perverse incentive to, uh, to uh, diagnose COVID. That means money. I've got some more on this virality project coming up. This is big stuff, guys, and it's not just about COVID. It's about covering up the truth. That's on the other side of this. Alex, you hold on. You'll be next. This is The Rob Carson Show. Here's to a record-setting president. Joe Biden setting record-low approval ratings. What the Democrats have put our nation through, it is a sad day. It's The Rob Carson Show. So until just a few uh, weeks, months ago, you could not go on Twitter and say you weren't vaccinated. You could not go on Twitter and say the, that you had a vaccine, vaccine adverse reaction. Yeah, it's because of the Stanford Project uncovered by Matt Taibbi in the Twitter files. He's a left-leaning journalist. And Twitter, Google, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, and Pinterest all knowingly targeted true material, legitimate political opinion, while being factually wrong itself to promote the government narrative. That's what we know. So what you knew in your heart and your gut was true was true.
And by the way, on February 5th, 2021, just after Joe Biden took office, Stanford wrote to Twitter to discuss the virality project. By the 17th, Twitter agreed to join, got its first weekly report on anti-vax disinformation, which contained true stories. February 22nd, Stanford welcomed Twitter veterans like Yul Roth and Brian Burke, instructing them on how to join the group. Okay? Yeah. Unbelievable. Let's go to uh, John in Baltimore. John, go ahead real quick. you got about a minute. Go ahead. Hey, Rob, how are you? Glorious. What's up, my friend? Good. I just, uh, I'm going to make this as fast as I can go. Uh, you're always talking about how the uh, uh, the election was fixed, and, and I agree with you. I think the Republicans are missing a golden opportunity uh, to reverse the uh, voter suppression issue that the Democrats are always screaming about in places like Georgia and everything. Uh you know, where, I mean, 74 million people actually were disenfranchised, and Republicans ought to be jumping on that. And the only you reason think. that I can think that the Republicans are not jumping on that is simply because they would have to admit that their leadership was in on the fix. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. And I will tell you, uh, John, that if there is a concerted effort to uh, make Donald Trump not the candidate, uh, it will blow up the Republican Party. Because Trump voters aren't going anywhere. They, they aren't going. John, they're not going anywhere. I appreciate the phone call. Let's go real quick. Go to Alex in Baltimore. Alex, welcome to the show, man. Real quick. Go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to say, uh, obviously, the focus should be on Kevin McCarthy. I'm, I, it's almost suspicious how everybody's getting on Fox News and Tucker Carlson. Kevin McCarthy could easily get, give it to somebody else. I don't want to get too conspiratorial, but Fox News, if they're trying to bury Trump, they'd be happy to take the blame. Oh, sorry, we can't do the January 6th tapes. They still exist. Kevin McCarthy can give them to somebody else. Why aren't you asking Kevin McCarthy to give Amen. the to somebody else? Amen. That's what I've been saying. Alex, I appreciate the call. I want everybody to see it. Put it online. Put it online. By the way, the virility, virility, the virality project soon gained visibility to alternative platforms such as Gab, Parler, Telegram, and Getter. Near total surveillance of the social media sta- uh, uh, landscape. Uh, virality project told Twitter that true stories that could fuel hesitancy, including things like celebrity deaths after vaccine or the closure of a central New York school due to reports of post-vaccine illness, should be considered standard vaccine misinformation. The The virality project addressed what it called the vaccine passport narrative, saying concerns over such programs have driven a larger anti-vaccination narrative about the loss of rights and freedoms. This was framed as a misinformation event. And finally, the Virality Project routinely framed real testimonials about side effects as misinformation from true stories of blood clots from AstraZeneca vaccines to a New York Times story about vaccine recipients who contracted the blood disorder thrombocypenia, whatever the hell that is. You got played, you got lied to, and it was a government plot. That's what it was. This is the evidence. And we have got to do everything we can to support Donald Trump because he's the only person who can blow up this deep state, pave it over, and start again. Let's take a break, come back and wrap up the show. This is the Rob Carson Show. Share the podcast with everybody. Go to Newsmax.com slash listen. Until tomorrow, trust your gut, question authority, and don't catch the stupid. God bless you guys. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. 
Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.